Hello and welcome to another episode of Hoppy Night in Canada. In Victoria, I'm John. And also in Victoria, but not in the same exact location, I'm Dave. Remote in Victoria. Yep. So uh, this week, we're going to be continuing our coverage of the best beer in BC bracket. A lot of bees in that. Uh, that's taking place on uh, CBC reporter Justin McElroy's Twitter account at the moment. In our last episode, we covered the play-in rounds and uh, a summary of the uh, initial matchups. So it's been a week since then. Um, at this point, all of the first round matchups have happened, and the first half of the second round matchups have also happened. Uh, so this episode, we want to dig into the uh, the results of the first round in all four quadrants, plus what's happened in the second round so far. Uh, so we want to talk through you know the matchups that have happened, any of the upsets, uh, whether or not the choices were correct or not, and uh, and probably uh, also talk a little bit about what uh, we expect to see coming up next week in uh, as the voting continues and the and the numbers start to narrow down. Yeah, hint: some of the results not correct. <laughs> yeah, some of these are uh, questionable in nature. Correct. Yep. Okay, so the first round of voting was the quadrant that Justin has named basics. Uh, This was loggers and ales that weren't, you know, didn't have anything terribly special about them. We're just good standard lager. Well, mostly good standard loggers and ales. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So as we discussed in the last episode, we went through what all the matchups are. Uh, We'll do a quick refresher and discuss what each the results of each of them was. So the first matchup, the uh, number one seed was Red Truck Lager uh, and against the number 16 seed, which was Okanagan Springs 1516, which was one of the play-in winners. Uh, in this case, Red Truck won fairly handily, 57. 57.5% to 42.5%. That seems reasonable to me. Yeah, I can't say that I've had either of these anytime recently, so I don't think I have strong opinions on this one. I mean, Red, Red Truck to me is a filthy Mariloma beer, but that is a very niche comment for exactly none of our listeners. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. So the owner, oh. the owner of Red Truck is a member of the Mariloma Rugby Club in uh, Vancouver. And it is a rival rugby club from that that I used to play, or that which I used to play for in Vancouver. I see. So filthy Loma beer. A Venn diagram that is two circles is the audience for that joke and the audience of this podcast. Correct. Uh, Right on. So the eight seed and nine seed matchup was the other like macro-ish matchup, I guess, of Lucky versus Caribou. This one if I remember correctly from Monday, went back and forth a few times, but Caribou ended up taking it with 51.5% over 48.5% uh, for Lucky. Again, haven't had either of these. Like, I don't know if I've ever had Lucky Lager, so uh, I've had Caribou. I don't think it's good, but nope. comparing the two, sure, whatever. Yeah, I mean, neither of these are good beers. Uh, I'm quite frankly a little bit surprised that Lucky lost. I thought that it would have a larger local groundswell but apparently didn't. So here we are. Pride of Prince George, Caribou. Yep. Coming in. The next matchup was the number four seed, Blue Buck from Phillips, against the number 13 seed, Hoyne Pilsner. This is a this was a very much a matchup of two heavyweights from the island. The only reason Hoyne Pilsner was a play-in winner is because they had a different beer that was more deserving of a direct slot into the bracket if they if it wasn't for dark matter hoin pilsner probably would have been a top half seed in this bracket i think Mm -hmm. in an unsurprising result uh blue buck won this one 63 and a half to 36 and a half i think honestly blue buck is i think four is too low for blue buck like i think there's a i think it should have been the one seed over red truck I mean, possibly like just in terms of ubiquity, I guess, like in terms of like it's available literally everywhere. It's yeah. 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 This is one of those where like the results, I don't, I'm not surprised Blue Buck won. I'm surprised that it won with like 64% of the vote. Like that's a lot of people throwing down for Blue Buck in a way that I don't fully understand. Yeah. I mean, but like you said, it is of all of the beer 
of all of the beers in this entire bracket, Blue Buck probably is the most ubiquitous. Yeah. So it's yeah. just it's it's that. It's I mean, it's the kind of beer that even a lot of people's like uncle have in their in the beer fridge in their shop. Like it's so widely available and widely liked. And granted, I don't know how many people's uncles who have a shop are on Twitter and following Justin McElroy. <laughs> yeah. But like it's just it's so widely distributed and so well known i guess yeah if we were going for the vote for best known beer in bc sure i'd give it Mm. to them but like this is you know uh whatever yep so next matchup was the 12 seed which was the primetime lager from bridge brewing versus the five seed which was the passive aggressive from brass neck yep so yeah, passive aggressive one, 62% of the vote. In general, I would say rightfully so, uh, just comparing the breweries. I've never had primetime from Bridge. Um, I know it seemed quite popular. Yeah, I haven't either. And it was, I think it was one of the earlier, I think Bridge was one of the sort of the earlier adopters of the like light craft beer. Because mm-hmm. like even Phillips has a whole line of an ale, a white beer, a lager, and something else they call them small wonder i think it is of light of light beers and there's a few other there's a few other brewers that are doing it as well um and primetime was one of the first yeah and like i don't knock the approach um but like you put brass neck on a bracket like this and like i don't yeah. know yeah, it's yeah. the fact that it wins any contest it's against i think speaks more to brass neck than to whatever it's running against agreed agreed on that so okay uh the next matchup was the 2 seed against the 15 seed uh, the two seed being Dat Juice from Twin Sales and the 15 seed being Ruby Tears from Parallel 49. Ruby Tears was one of the play-in winners. In this case, Dat Juice won with 59.7% of the vote. I'm surprised it wasn't it wasn't closer. Same. Like, they won by almost a 50% margin. I'm surprised it wasn't closer. Yeah, I think, like, I, I do think Dat Juice was deserving of the win. Um... And, but, but yeah, like I thought this would actually be a tougher competition to be yeah, honest. I agree with that. I understand yeah. agree with that. Uh, so next matchup was uh, Fieldhouse Brewing's uh, Dutch Pale Ale, which was the 10 seed versus 33 acres of sunshine uh, in the seven seed. And 33 acres handily took this with 73.7%. I don't think that's the wrong decision. I think that the margin of victory was perhaps not indicative of quality. It did. I mean, this was another one that like surprised me how strong people went for one versus the other. Yeah. Um, and I'd agree. Like, I think I think they're both good beers. So the fact that it shook out so heavily in 33 Acres' favor. I think 33 Acres has something of a cult following. They're really popular. None of their beer is bad. Most of it is fine. They make excellent waffles. I, I don't know if they're still here. They used to make excellent waffles in the tasting room. Like, it's really good. I don't know that it's deserving of the following that it has. Yeah, 33 Acres has such strong branding that I think it pulls a brand loyalty thing with it. There's probably a better way of saying that, but like, this is going to sound more disparaging than I mean it. There's like a lifestyle feel to 33 acres. I think that they've really like worked hard to cultivate in terms of like consistency of design of their, uh, not just their like beer logos, but their product line and their clothing and stuff like that. Their social media presence, like the whole package is very like crisp. And even the, the, like the feel of the tasting room as well. Yes. Like you go to the tasting room and it's white everywhere, which is not always the best choice for a brewery because breweries are, dirty places <laughs> um but and like you can't fault them for that they seem to be doing something right yeah um, and they make and it's it's not as though it's not as though they make really bad beer it would be one thing if they were they had this like lifestyle thing going on that people were following along and their products were crap it's not like their products are good to very good i would say mm-hmm my personal thing with 33 acres, I think was like when they first opened, they only had the two beers. They had ocean and life and neither of those did much for me. Yeah. 33 acres of sunshine was the first one of theirs that I had that I was like, Oh, this is, this is a good beer. Yeah. So I can't take my personal experience and apply it to the results of this. But like, I'm curious if that were, that was other people's experience too, where like that was the first one that tipped it over from like, this is a brewery that exists to like, this is something that I'll, this is a beer that I'll seek out to drink. Yeah. 
Totally. Um, okay, the next matchup was the three seed against the 14 seed. Uh, the three seed was Talisman by Strange Fellows, and the 14 seed was Chase My Tail by Yellow Dog. This was a tough one. Um, again, Chase My Tail is one of those ones that probably should have been a higher or probably would have been a higher seed if Yellow Dog didn't have stronger offerings elsewhere in the overall bracket. Mm-hmm. So this was a tough pull for Talisman. And in an absolute tragedy, Chase My Tail beat Talisman. Uh, it was 52 to 48, 52% to 48%. And that is wrong. <laughs> I think Talisman is, is I, I think, the better beer when you're, especially because they are like, we talked about this in the last episode, but some of these pairings are beers that are different styles uh, or, you know, are, are hard to compare one to one. These ones were both talking hoppy pale ale. So that band is a bit narrower and it makes it more easy to compare. And Talisman, I think, is the better beer. Oh, it's way better. Yeah. Maybe, so, not, maybe not way better. I'm, I'm underselling Chase My Tail, but it's definitely better. Yeah. Chase My Tail has always struck me as like there's to me personally, there's two things about it. One is like it, it does feel very standard as like a hoppy pale ale the other thing this is not to disparage yellow dog because i I do really like them i think they make really good beer but like the space between (laughs) chase my tail as their hoppy pale ale and play dead their standard west coast ipa like it's pretty small yeah so i i've never had a chase my tail and thought like this stands out as like a unique and interesting beer as much as it's like this falls very close to something that is an ipa and it's like one step less and that's all I really feel about it. Totally. Um, so the last matchup in the basics quadrant was the 11 seed, which was Steel and Oak, Simple Things Pilsner versus the six seed, which was Powell Brewing's Old Jalopy Pale Ale. And Steel and Oak took it with 62% of the vote versus 38 for Old Jalopy. I can't say I've had either of these beers recently. I know I've had both of them. Uh, Old Jalopy... Old Jalopy is another one of those ones that it, it won a best in show at the Canadian Beer Awards at like many years ago. Like we're talking 2013 or something like that. Yeah. It's a fine standard ale, but it's been a long time since I've had one. Same. I don't, I haven't had simple things from Steel and Oak and I haven't had Old Jalopy probably in, yeah, uh, years. No, I, I, I think this one might be a, I mean, I can't say I, I haven't had simple things, so I can't really comment that much, but this one might be a reputational brewery thing. Yeah. Like Steel and Oak was at one time, one of the more like hip breweries in the province. And when it first opened in new West, um, they do make some really, they make some really nice beer. Um, yeah. And, and for a decent amount of time was new West's only craft brewery, which definitely leads to some, I think, regional loyalty. Yep. Definitely. So, um, and that's not to disparage, like they make good beer, but it does also mean that like, yeah, if you, if you have that association with them, um, I feel like you're more likely to get pulled for them. And like Powell, it's not that they make bad beer, but like they're, they've been around for a while and old jalopy has been an offering for so long that like, it's, it's a little bit legacy now. I think. Totally. All right. So that wraps up round one of the basics quadrant the next day. So Tuesday this past week, we had the battle of the IPAs. In the first matchup, we had the number one seed against the number 16 seed, one seed being Fat Tug by Driftwood, the 16 seed being Satori Harvest, also by Driftwood. Two Driftwoods enter, one Driftwood leaves. Oh boy, and the one that oh. left, left real heavy. Fat Tug won with 78.6% of the vote. Uh, I don't, I haven't done, we'll see, but I can't imagine there's a larger margin of victory anywhere else in this bracket. No, this gets close. I mean, 33 Sunshine was close, and, and there may be one or two others that come close, but I think this was the largest margin of victory. Yeah, 33 Sunshine was 74. This one's almost 79%. That was a a, 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 a route. Yeah. I mean, fair. Uh, not, not unsurprising. Uh, how do I explain? Yeah, like, not unsurprising. That's a better way of putting it. One thing I was thinking about during the voting on this is like, so Satori Harvest being a fresh hot beer very much its quality is associated understandably so with like the hop harvest that year and as a result like i've had a couple years of satori that like have not been particularly you know outstanding yeah they're just fine fresh hop like entries when it's good it's amazing yeah but 
as a once a year thing that has that variable element to it, I can see why it would lose out to something like Fat Tug, which is not only like, it's a, it's a quintessential example of the West Coast IPA style, but it's also year round, it's readily available, and it's consistent. So that wins a lot of the time. Yeah, definitely. And it makes it easier, I think, to vote for than like, well, I've had a really good Satori once, but I also had like a couple that were just okay. Mm-hmm. Everything about these results are understandable and kind of to be expected. Yeah. Like the result. <laughs> this really one. did showcase that like, yeah, it was deserving of the one seed. Yeah. No, totally. Yeah. The next matchup was Color and Shape, the IPA from Superflux in the number two seed and Electric Unicorn White IPA from Phillips in the 15 seed as one of the play-in years. And Superflux took this 53% of the vote. So somewhat close. Yeah, I would say, let's say closer than it should have been. Probably, yeah. Um, But at the same time, the right choice was made. Yeah. And like Electric Unicorn's fine. This one just got the Phillips bump. Like it's not, Electric Unicorn's not even close to Phillips' best beer or their most popular. I think it just got the Phillips bump. I mean, this is one of the curiosities where like we talked about this last episode, but like Electric Unicorn went up against a Superflux beer in the play-in rounds and won. Yeah. And then came in in the actual bracket and lost. I guess the weird thing is like for my money, I wouldn't necessarily say color and shape is like a lot better than I think it, I think Electric Unicorn went up against Happiness from Superflux. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um I color and shape and happiness are both really good. So I I there's a little bit of a curiosity for me as to like how Superflux took this round but lost the last one. I um, think I think color and shape is just a little bit more regularly available. Mm, that could be true. Like Superflux, yeah, I actually don't know the the distribution plan of those two beers. So they seem like Superflux seems to just like batch stuff. Like there isn't there isn't a lot of stuff that's like always available from them. Mm-hmm. But it seems like color and shape comes up more often than happiness in gotcha. my extremely unscientific experience yeah that's right I'll, I'll take that i think that's you know as as good an explanation as i'm gonna get so yep the next matchup was the number three seed flagship ipa from steamworks against the number 14 seed uh juxtapose from four wins i believe we talked about this in the last episode where this was a tough pull because juxtapose was one of the play in beers this was a tough pull for flagship because flagship ipa is really good and if you haven't had it absolutely go get it it's really widespread and it's very tasty Mm -hmm. but uh it didn't really stand a chance and juxtapose won with 73 percent of the vote yeah flagship sort of got wrecked on this um and like i don't think that again the right choice was made absolutely the right choice was made Mm -hmm. i don't think that the margin of victory shows the difference in how good each beer is because flagship is really good yeah i think this reflects more on juxtapose itself than it does the relative quality of flagship i think like you say flagship got a tough pull for the first round agreed next matchup was yellow dog v yellow dog so in the number four seed it was the high five hazy ipa and then in the number 13 uh seed was their play dead ipa their their west coast ipa uh and high five hazy took it with 55 percent of the vote 55.8 my personal take is like yeah in, in a choice between the two i think the hazy is better I they're very similar like other than being different ipa styles yeah i mean i personally would have been unhappy if play dead won um but i like high five better i definitely voted for high five yeah, and I think the the continuing popularity of hazy IPAs in this case shows through. And again, this is I feel like is a relatively interesting matchup because you take out so many potential variables and it really does become like same brewery, similar styles, what's the preferred one right now? And I think like hazies just continue to be popular in yep. in every way. Yeah, totally. All right, the next matchup was uh an old classic at number five, Red Racer IPA versus Run of the Mill from Twin City, the 11 seed. Um, Twin City is a brewery in Port Alberni, uh, which I have been to and is really, they make really good beer. And, and if, if you go to the brewery, they make great pizza. Red, Red Racer won this one with 58%. And I just, I, I think that's a little bit of a legacy win. Um, not that I actually haven't tried when we were there. Run of the Mill was not available. Uh, 
So I think that I think it's just a legacy slash availability thing. I, I imagine a lot of the voters haven't had anything from Twin City and Red Racer's been out for so long. And for so long, Red Racer IPA was the standard bearer of IPAs in BC, basically yeah. until Fat Tug came around. Yeah, I think I, I think that's 100% true. I On a personal level, like I haven't had anything from Twin City. I haven't had Red Racer IPA in a long time. Um, but this feeling like a legacy win, I think, is accurate. Yep. Next matchup was uh, Widowmaker IPA from Backcountry, which is the number six seed, versus Mount Benson IPA from White Sales Brewing out of Nanaimo uh, in the 11 seed. Widowmaker took this pretty handily, 68.8%. I don't, I've only had White Sales recently, and I don't actually know that I've ever had Widowmaker. I've had other beers from Backcountry, which I've really liked, and I have a Widowmaker now in my uh, fridge <laughs> to make up for this. So I like, I, White Sales makes really good beer, but I can't really say in a comparison between the two. White Sales does make really good beer. Being from Nanaimo, I, a small part of me was sad that the White Sales beer lost. Uh, they make good beer. Widowmaker's also really good. It's been a couple of years since I've had it, but it's it's good. There's a reason it's there's a reason it won. Uh, the next one, the ten seed versus the seven seed, was uh, Dreamboat Hazy from Parkside in the ten versus Juicy AF from Boombox in the seven. The Juicy AF won with fifty seven percent of the vote, which I think is the right choice. Dreamboat's fine. Juicy AF is better. Yeah, agree. That's not much else to say about that. Yeah, and the last matchup was. Jagged Face IPA from Mount Aerosmith Brewing, which is out of Parksville on the island. Uh, that was the number eight seed. And Disruption Black IPA from Category 12 out of Central Sandwich, also on the island. And this one came out relatively close, but Jagged Face took it with 51% of the vote. This one was really close. Um, I wouldn't have been unhappy whichever beer won. Both of them are good probably both of them are going to lose in the next round (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's the unfortunate part but like both of these are good beers so i mean it was kind of take your pick yeah disruption disruption was definitely one of or is is one of category 12 sort of flagships um it's been there since the beginning the people who started category 12 are friends of uh some of my extended family and the guy has been a has been a home brewer for something like 25 years and disruption is one of the beer or like is one of the beers that he's been making in his garage for a long time. And like, it's, it's a really good beer. Yeah. But, and Jagged Face also really good. So, yeah. I mean, I wonder as the only darker IPA represented on this, I, I wonder if that's something where like, it's a slightly less common style. Could be. Um, so that may like, yeah, it's just speculation. Nope. Totally could be. Totally, yeah, totally it's also as a as a brief side note, it is interesting to see how the votes kind of change. Obviously, on Twitter polls, you can see like how many people vote. So you look at you know some of the earlier votes, uh, Superflux versus Phillips. It's sixteen hundred votes cast. This last one, it's only nine hundred votes cast. So there's yeah. also that where there's a smaller representative sample, yeah, uh, which maybe leads to the closer uh, the closer call. Totally, totally. All right, so. The next day, so Wednesday this past week, was the what Justin referred to as the summary beers, sours, fruits, and saisons. The one versus sixteen matchup in this one was uh, Nectarus from Four Winds in the number one versus the last Strawberry Wit from Fuggles and Warlock at number sixteen. Nectarus took this one in a walk. Nectarus took this with seventy-seven percent of the of the vote, which is still not the seventy-eight that Fat Tug got in the IPAs. But again, showing that Nectarus absolutely deserved to be a one seed. Yeah, 100%. And Last Strawberry being one of the play-ins, like that makes this, yeah, a, a, a tough matchup. And I'm not surprised that Nectarus took it. I was a little surprised to see how uh, how big the margin was, not because Nectarus isn't great, which it is, but because I think like we mentioned last time, like there are some really big fans of Fuggles and Warlock and everything yeah. they do. And Strawberry Whip being one of their more popular offerings, like... It, it surprised me a little to not see a higher amount of support come out for them, but the the result of this, I think, was pretty unsurprising. Yep. So the next matchup was uh, La Maison from Four Winds in the 15 seed, and then the Kiwami Plum Sour, also from Fuggles and Warlock, uh, in the number two spot. And La Maison took this pretty handily, 67% of the vote. 
yeah, I'm not unhappy about that. Yeah. Like, I, so I've never had the plum sour. Um, so it's I, good. I can't I ha- speak I, to it. I have had it and it's good. It, like, was it but, deserving of the two seat? <laughs> I don't, yeah. Um, I don't know about that. That feels, and I, you know, that felt a bit high compared to what some of the other ones that were showing up uh, are, but I get that this is also really varied category. So it's a little, I don't know. I've never put a bracket together. <laughs> what do I know? Yeah. The next, the next matchup was the number three seed against the number 14 seed. The three seed was Il Sauvage Raspberry, Raspberry Sour. And the 14 seed was Raspberry Changeling from Brassneck. Uh, we, I know we highlighted this one last week as a, tough pull from for the three seed uh and turns out we were correct uh changeling took this one with 59 percent of the vote um the raspberry sour from il sauvage is really good and i would say probably deserving of a three seed it just ran into an absolute freight train at number 14 being a brass neck beer yeah and that's the hard part especially because we talked about it already uh in the in in last episode but you know brass necks availability kind of makes this a little bit tough where i'm like yeah i'm sure it's great but like i live on the island i don't get any brass neck so um makes it a little bit tough to see but understandable given the quality like the vote is not for the most available good beer in bc yeah totally yeah so the next matchup was the number four seed which was the park life uh, passion fruit tart ale from bomber brewing against Fieldhouse brewing's hazy sour double ipa the hazy sour took this at 56%. I was a little surprised at the results of that. I think they're both very good beers, but Park Life, I really did think Park Life was going to take this one. Yeah, I mean, I love Park Life. I'm sad that Park Life lost. I it's one of my absolute favorite summer beers. I very recently had the the hazy sour double, and it's a really nice beer. It's a really well-made beer. Sour IPAs aren't for everyone, which I think was one of the other things that was pushing me towards. Like, I think that the, the passion fruit tart park life, it's so good in summer. Like why would it not get the vote? Um, yeah, but I was surprised. I like both of it. Like I'm not, I'm not as sad that it lost. Like when it comes to the question of like, which is better, I found this one really hard to compare the two because they feel very different to me. Totally. Totally. Yeah. The next matchup was as Justin tweeted, the summer Radler showdown. Uh, it was the, 12-5 matchup with the 12 seed being Beach Radler from Strathcona and the five being Tricycle Radler from Parallel 49. Radlers are great. I Anyone who complains about them is a fool. Some are better than others. Um, both of these are both, both of these are very good, but uh, Tricycle won it with 58% of the vote, which is, I would say, unsurprising and probably right it's been a little bit of time actually since I've had either of these, like the last couple summers, I just haven't gotten around to it. I've had tricycle many more times than I've had beach. So, um, I have good memories of it comparing the two. I don't know, but parallel 49 has that hold on like tricycle has been around for longer. Strathcona compared to that is relatively newer, even though it is, you know, quite popular. So unsurprising, I guess. Next matchup was the Pineapple Pilsner from Storm Brewing in the number six versus Lupolo Brewing's Black Lime Goza uh, in the 11 seed. Pineapple Pilsner took this 54%, so felt relatively close. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting. You can now start, we're just recently starting, you can get Pineapple Pilsner in cans. It used to be, used to be that you just couldn't get Storm anywhere except for from Storm. Mm-hmm. I guess they just recently started packaging. Um, cause when I was at my local a couple of weeks ago, I actually picked up a can of the pineapple Pilsner. Nice. Yeah. Finally storm has finally, you know, <laughs> gotten to, for, for a brewery that started in like 1990 or something like that. Yeah. Uh, they finally made into, made it into the 2010s. It's a sign of the times. This, um, this matchup was one where I've, I have had beers from both of these breweries and enjoyed them. I haven't. I don't think had either of these specific beers in general. I favor Gozes, but, um, you know, fair enough. Yep. The seven ten matchup in this one was the, uh, Corvus Lingonberry Lime Goza from Raven Brewing in Abbotsford versus the Fruit Bomb Kettle Sour from Main Street. I can't say I've ever had the Corvus, but I have definitely drank my fair share of Fruit Bomb. Fruit Bomb ended up winning this one, but it was 
pretty tight, actually, uh, as previously dis- as discussed in the last episode, and we'll, we're going to see this elsewhere. The Abbotsford voting block is strong. I guess yeah. Justin's got a lot of Abbotsford, a lot of Valley followers. But uh, Fruit Bomb won this one with 52% to 48%. And the final matchup in this quadrant was the uh, eight seed, which is Whistler Brewing's Grapefruit Ale. And the number nine seed, which is What the Huck, uh, Huckleberry Wheat Beer from Fernie Brewing. And What the Huck took it in a relatively close showing, 51.8 to 48.2. I've never had the Huckleberry Wheat Beer. I've had the Whistler Grapefruit Ale, but many years ago, I don't know that I have much say in the results of this one. I've, I've had, I've had what the huck it's, it's good. Uh, my local pub seems to always have at least one tap of Fernie brewing on and what the, it's what the huck in the summer. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's fine. It's good. It's yeah. good. It's light refreshing. I'd say it's better than the grapefruit ale. So there. Yep. All right. So moving on to stouts, porters and heavy beers. These were the, this was the vote done on Thursday. There was one Belgian beer involved in this as well. The one seed in this bracket was Hoyne's Dark Matter. The 16th seed was the Chocolate Porter from Phillips. And we found a bigger margin of victory. <laughs> uh, Dark Matter by Hoyne took this one with 80.5%. Correct. <laughs> wow. I I mean, the Chocolate Porter won, the, won a play-in bracket to get in here. It has the Phillips bump, and it still just got ruined. I... My guess is that a lot of the people who voted for the chocolate porter in the play-in rounds are local Victoria dark beer drinkers. And they would happily vote for the Phillips chocolate porter in like in the play-in rounds. But when it comes to chocolate porter against Hoyne, against Dark Matter, there's just no competition, no comparison yeah. really. And I like Dark Matter is the better beer, yeah, <laughs> I think. Um, absolutely. There's no like this one well-deserving of the amount of people throwing their weight behind it. Yeah. So the number two seed, Daggerad Blonde, versus uh, 33 Acres of Darkness in the 15 seed. And uh, Daggerad took this handily, 62%. Uh, rightfully so, I think. Oh, um, yeah. 33, like, Darkness is is fine as a as a Schwartz beer. And again, much like we were talking about with Sunshine, like, it was it was another of those that kind of came out not their initial offering but soon after that kind of pointed to like oh there's like they're they're building a, a stable of quality beers at 33 acres but in this case like blonde is a better beer oh yeah definitely yeah. definitely uh the three seed versus the 14 seed this was one of the ones that we had picked out last episode as well um it's the in the three seed is old yale's sasquatch stout which was the 2014 canada beer of the year uh, it's an oatmeal stout. Very good. Um, the number 14 seed is the Con Leche Horchata Milk Stout from Twin Sales. Again, this is one of those ones where the it seems, and it, it happened in the Sours as well, that the number three seed took a real tough matchup in the, against the 14 seed. Um, and in this case, again, Con Leche won with 57% of the, of the vote, um, which it's hard to argue. I had a couple of thoughts. I mean, one is that like Con Leche feels more like a modern stout. It feels more in line with the sensibilities of a lot of stouts that are coming out. Like it's not pastry stout ter- territory, but it takes a step towards that in like a like <laughs> respectable way. Totally. Um, it's not like a gonzo stout, but it's something that adds, you know, flavor and complexity. Sasquatch stout, granted I haven't had it in a few years, but like it's a very standard oatmeal stout. It's been around for a long time. That's not to say that it's bad, but it does feel outdated for what current, I think, trends are with how stouts are being made and coming out. So not really surprising here. Conleche is also, it's like, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's delicious. And like, yeah. I agree with you. Like Sasquatch just isn't like, it's a good beer. It's just not that exciting. Yeah. And I think that, that, that like that hurt it in spite of the fact that like, Again, nothing against its quality and isolation and more about the like when you compare it against other things that are more recent and more interesting, like it's hard to get excited about an oatmeal stout. Totally. So the number four seed, Herminator Icebox from Vancouver Island Brewing, went up against the number 13, which was Singularity from Driftwood. Singularity took this one easily, 66% versus 33 for Herminator. Unsurprising. Herminator's Herminator's great. I I love it to death. Uh, Singularity is better. 
Yeah. Yeah. Singularity as far as like in that realm of once a year Imperial Stouts, you know, limiteds that come out, like it's so good. Yeah. And it's easily uh, sellerable. You can do verticals of it. Like it's, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's those things, those same things are true with about Herminator. True. Um, however, I think, I think some of this, I mean, with like absolutely nothing, like nothing else involved. Um, singularity is better than Herminator. They're both mm-hmm. good. Singularity is better. Yeah. I think some of this also was brewery versus brewery voting. Cause like, like around brewing is not that great. Terminator is the best thing they make. The rest of the stuff they make is kind of whatever. Yeah. You can kind of miss it. Yeah. Um, whereas driftwood is awesome. Yeah. So yeah, very true. The next matchup we had Granville Island winter ale at, as the five seed going up against Nelson brewings face plant winter ale, the 12 seed. The winner was again, I would say this was unsurprising. Uh, Granville Island winter ale uh, with 57% of the votes. Um, I'm willing to wager that the 43% of people that voted for Nelson Faceplant are not a huge voting contingent in Nelson. I'm willing to bet a lot of it was anti-Gramble. <laughs> um, I, uh, I'll freely admit that uh, I voted for Nelson. I've never had Faceplant Winter. Um, I just, I think, I think Granville Winter's reputation is so overblown. And this is as someone who used to, I think, quite like it, which I think is what many people place. I think that my memory of it was really good and then I had it and it just didn't hold up. It's like revisiting cartoons from your childhood. Yep. Like quite often you're just like, oh, this does not hold up as well as it does in my memory. Yep. Um, and once that spell is broken, then it's really hard to understand the draw that it continues to have for some people. So I'm not surprised that it went forward, but like, come on, it's not a good beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, so our next matchup was the number six seed. Persephone's Dry Irish Stout at, versus the number 11 seed, which is the Kelp Stout from Tofino Brewing. Uh, the Kelp Stout one was relatively close competition. They're both good. So I, you know, I would have been happy with either of these moving forward. I think I'd be hard pressed to actually pick one over the other personally. But, uh, you know. I like, I personally like the Dry Irish better. Um, but, yeah, Kelp Stout's fine. Yeah. Like it, it going through, it going through is fine. Uh, the number seven seed was Backhand of God from from Cranog Ales in Sorrento. It went up against the number 10 seed, which was uh, Race Rocks from Lighthouse. Both of these are kind of beers that were fairly ubiquitous eight years ago, 10 years ago, uh, and are not as easy to find right now or anymore. Um, they're both really good. I remember Backhand of God being an absolute, like being a special beer when I was sort of first getting into craft beer mm-hmm. and going to places like the Alibi Room and St. Augustine. And when it was there, it was a good day. Um, anyway, uh, Backhand of God did end up winning with 63% of the vote to 37% from Race Rocks, which I kind of think undersells Race Rocks. Race Rocks is a very, very good dark beer. I don't think I've ever had Race Rocks in this case. Like I've had Backhand of God and I, I fell that same space. I'm like, I haven't had it in years. I did actually, I was voting for this, like, trying to figure out when I last had it or where it would have been probably St. Augustine's 2012. I don't know. Yeah. Like it would have been, it would have been some time ago. Um, which is a shame. I have very fond memories of it. I think I've had it more recently than that. Um, and I will say it holds up. That's good to hear. Yeah. It's not, it's maybe, it's maybe not as good as you remember, but it's definitely not bad. Yeah. It holds, it holds, it holds up pretty solidly, like 90% maybe. That's fair. So the last round of voting was, uh, two nut brown ales. It was the nut brown from Spinnakers, uh, versus how sounds rail ale, which is also a nut brown, um, relatively close, uh, competition on this one, but Spinnakers took it with 51% of the vote. Um, I haven't had the Spinnakers. I've had the house sound, uh, but not for years. Um, I remember it being nice, but I didn't have a strong (laughs) horse in this race. Uh, I refuse to vote in this one. Um, Nut Brown is a bad style of beer, and both of these breweries have better, have way better beers that could have been in this bracket. I'm glad, I'm glad Spinnaker's won. This is this is actually fun, kind of fun. It's two different breweries that are old brew pubs in BC that both have like guest houses attached to them. Um, this was kind of a fun matchup. I'm not going to lie, but like 
both Spinnakers and House Sound also make a really good oatmeal stout that fits just as well into a dark beer bracket. Mm, that's fair. So that's, you know, that's my take. Yeah. But uh, eh, I'm glad Spinnaker's won. Um, as Justin, as Justin says in the tweet with this poll, the reward of winning this uh, matchup, getting to face dark matter in the next round. <laughs> yeah. There's also like, it almost doesn't matter who wins this one. Um, yep. You know, yep. some of these, as we'll, as we'll talk about next, like some of these uh, uh, upcoming races feel a bit like foregone conclusions, but you know, you yep. got to play them out. That's right. Yeah. So that ends the first round of voting. I am a little bit annoyed at Justin for how he uh, arranged the voting of days. It would have been much easier for him to say, okay, we're done on Thursday this week. We will pick back up with the start of the second round on Monday. Would have allowed us to get in an episode without any of the second round voting having happened. But yeah, what is the story with the beer bracket not uh, being built in the way to support uh, our content creation? Exactly. Inquiring minds want to know. Exactly. But alas, that's not the way it was. So we now have half of the second round to talk about. Yeah. So the first half of the second rounds was the basics and the sours, fruits and saisons. So the first part of I guess this is the round of 32 uh, looking to make it to the sweet 16 if you're in March Madness parlance. Um, it is March and this it, is all madness. So it's, it's true. Counts. It's true. Um, so the first matchup in the basics bracket is red truck against caribou. Red truck took this with 60% of the vote, uh, which I'm quite frankly, a little bit surprised by I was expecting a concerted effort from the city of Prince George to try and push caribou through, but I guess it never came. Yeah. Less. Yeah. Less surprised at the result thought it would be closer, but, um, I, yeah, this one doesn't surprise me like red truck. I would put red truck as the better beer <laughs> compared oh, to caribou. I would, absolutely. I would too. Um, uh, you know, adjusting for inflation. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. I would too. It just, yeah, whatever. Red, red truck was the number one seed. If, if anyone was wondering, red truck was the number one seed and caribou was the number nine seed. The next round was blue buck from Phillips up against Brassnick passive aggressive. This one hurts blue buck one and it won by a lot. 58%. Yep. We've already said it multiple times. Brassneck's lack of distribution hurts it in this regard. Um, again, I don't know who's out here, ride or die for Phillips, Blue Buck, but um, again, uh, fair enough. Enough people. But well, and also at the end of the day, you know, there's 2,100 votes, but like more people have had Blue Buck than have had Passive Aggressive probably. And that does ultimately hurt it in this regard. Totally. Still not a uh, not, uh, correct vote, but what can you do? Nope, that's right. Uh, Phil, the Blue Buck was number four. Brass, passive Aggressive was number five. So one of them had to win. Unfortunately, it wasn't the right one. Yeah. Uh, the next matchup was Dat Juice, the number two seed from Twin Sales versus 33 Acres of Sunshine, the number seven seed from 33 Acres, obviously. Uh, Dat Juice won this one with 53%. It was pretty close. And a, a, a bit of a tough one because they're different they styles are. of beer. They're um, very different. It's tough to compare. They feel like, I guess they fill a somewhat similar space. They're both like, they're not super heavy. They're good, you know, sitting in a patio chair, drinking beer. But I, I would be hard pressed to point to one over the other as definitively better necessarily. Maybe if I had them side by side, I'd have a better opinion, but yeah. 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 I, yeah. Whichever one had won would have been fine. The next, uh, in the showdown was yellow dog chase my tail, the 14 seed, uh, against Steel and Oak, Simple Things Pilsner at the number 10. Chase My Tail won by a lot, 70%. Again, yeah. at very different types of beer, Hoppy Palo versus Pilsner. Uh, fair enough. I don't think it's deserving of 70%. No, nah, probably not. But yeah, yeah. that one's, that one, the, the, yeah, the margin on this surprises me. Yeah. The, the victory doesn't, the margin surprises me. So that is it for the basics. Those are the... The four basic beers that are going through are Red Truck, Blue Buck, which actually, fun story, Blue Buck used to be called Blue Truck um, because... Did it really? Yes, because huh. Phillips, when when they, when they Phillips start, first started as a brewery, they delivered all of their beer in a blue panel van, and so they called it Blue Truck Ale. And they then got sued by Red Truck <laughs> because Red Truck thought they, Phillips was the name was too close and they were making money off of their brand. 
which quite frankly sucks. And so Phillips renamed it. They ran a, 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 a fan competition to rename the beer. Blue Buck won out for reasons. But uh, yeah, that's anyway. Huh. So that actually also makes me question like, I, how long's Red Truck been around? For some reason, I had it in my head that it was like not a super old brewery. Uh, their is. physical their physical brewery space is fairly new. Oh, uh, maybe that's it. They because Red Truck is part of Mark James Group. Um, oh, okay. They were, they were brewing Red Truck out of the space that then later became and no longer is Hearthstone. Uh, when that was a Mark James Group like brew pub, that mm. was where Red Truck was brewed, and huh. it's been around for a long time. Oh, fair enough. Well, yeah. the things you learn. So there's a history lesson. There we go. Um, so anyway, yeah, the four the four beers that are going through are Red Truck, Blue Buck, Dat Juice, and Chase My Tail. I which, I have a sneaking suspicion Blue Buck's going to take this. Um, I think you're right. Concerns me. I yeah, like the showings for the first two rounds, like really just I I was surprised by the groundswell of support. Like I if I if I were a betting person, um, Blue Buck seems favored in this. Yeah, I, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think that's right. Okay, so moving on to the second round of the Sours, Fruits, Saisons quadrant. The number one seed, Nectaris, was facing off against the the number nine seed, uh, What the Huck from Fernie. And Nectaris took it with 74% of the vote, to the surprise of nobody. Yep. Very unsurprising uh, here. Correct and unsurprising. Sometimes the public get it right. (laughs) The next round was Fieldhouse's Hazy Sour Double IPA, 13 seed versus Tricycle Rattler, Parallel 49 in the number five seed. And Tricycle took it in a relatively close race, like 51 to 49. Um, And I think for a good portion of the day, the Hazy Sour was sitting ahead in that vote. And I I think it was like by a bit, like I think they had a 5% lead for, or possibly even like a 10% lead for a while, but there, there definitely was a, and I know uh, Richard Zussman put a call out on Twitter to vote for Tricycle, and that must have helped because it got <laughs> it, it. It they they pulled it across the finish line, but it was close. Yeah, it got the bump. I mean, I think I like my personal take is the Hazy Sour is a better beer, uh, just on a pure quality metric. Um, like whomst among us has not had a Rattler or few. Uh, in preparation for a wedding or out uh, in at a campsite, um, fair enough. Yeah. Like I don't, I I understand why people would have a, a large affinity for the Rattler, but I think the Hazy Sour is a better beer. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I agree with that. The next matchup was the uh, Four Winds La Maison, the number fifteen seed, which um, took out the number two seed pre- in the previous round. Against the number 10 seed, which also pulled the upset, the number 10 seed uh, Fruit Bomb Kettle Sour from Main Street. I This is another one where I'm a little bit surprised by the margin. I'm not surprised by the result. But La Maison took it with 74% of the vote. Yeah, that was, that was that's pulling big numbers. Yeah. And Fruit Bomb, uh, this is purely a perception thing, but like I, I would have thought that it would have put in a much stronger showing. Fruit bomb's really good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 good, but I don't know. That's a that was the, like, the, as I said, the result isn't unexpected. The margin is. Yeah, agreed. And the last matchup uh, in the quadrant was Brassnecks Raspberry Changeling, the fourteen seed versus Storms Pineapple Pilsner at the number six seed, with Raspberry Changeling taking it fifty four percent and change. That's closer than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I well, I guess like. Both Brassnick and Storm fill that kind of like beloved space. Storm's obviously been around for a long time and has built up, I think, a lot of goodwill uh, with a lot of people. Um, but like Brassnick is so good and it's like its reputation is so high that like, I don't know. I, I guess it didn't surprise me to see this be a close competition. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. Um, I thought... I thought Changeling was going to go. I think I thought Changeling would do more numbers just because it's got the beer dork cred. <laughs> That's from Brassneck. But I guess like like you said, Storm is also beloved. I guess it makes sense yeah. now that now that you have you you have changed my mind. 
You have changed my mind. Nice. All right. So that wraps up the first half of the second round. Uh, the second round voting for IPAs and porters and stouts is going to happen on Monday, which is hopefully the day this episode comes up. Yeah. Uh, Should be. Any uh, any thoughts or predictions uh, you want to throw out there before we enter into the next round? Are you keeping those cards close? I think, yeah, here's one. I think that Singularity is going to have a harder time with Winter Ale than people are expecting. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, I like, I hope to see Singularity come out on top because it, it is 100% deserving of the win if we're actually talking about what a better beer is. I 100% agree with that. But but I, I do agree. I think it's going to be an uphill battle for it. Yeah. And then what else we got? I mean... I'm interested. I'm. I am interested to see what happens between uh, High Five Hazy from Yellow Dog versus the Central City Red Racer IPA. Yeah, um, that could be interesting. And then on the other side of that quadrant, we've got Super Flux against Boombox, uh, which is interesting. Those are two offspring from Callister. I'm. I'm quite. I'm actually quite curious to see what happens there. Uh, yeah, I have a. I think I have a personal preference, but you'd have a hard time. Yeah, I yeah. think I have a personal preference. Yeah, they're both like they're both very good. I feel like um, Boombox benefited from from like wider distribution earlier, but Superflux has such like critical acclaim attached yeah. to it, um, and had you know that that real um, draw of limited availability uh, that made it kind of hard to find. Yeah, uh, at least in the early days. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think there's I think there's some interesting matchups. Um, I don't. I don't see a world where the Sours and Saison section doesn't become four wins versus four wins in the final. But, oh, absolutely! Um, yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, it'll be interesting to see how much support Tricycle can rally behind it. Yep. Yeah. Well, and also like, there's still Changeling sitting there, which has had some pretty solid wins, but I just don't think it's going to be able to power through four wins. I don't. Yeah, I. I would be. I'd be hard pressed to imagine that, or that would be quite an upset, I guess, if that, if that ended up happening. Yeah. And I, I also, I don't see any way that blue buck doesn't win in the basics, which is upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like, that's going to be hard to beat. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. Yep. Anyway, on that note, (laughs) as always, uh, if you've got a moment, it really helps. If you leave us a rating, preferably five star, and or a review on whatever whatever service you listen to us on uh, that helps helps us out helps other people discover the podcast. Follow us on socials at hoppy at at hoppy night ca. Uh, if you want to, you can email us hoppy night in Canada at gmail.com. And yeah, follow along. Uh, hashtag BC Beer Bracket. Uh, Justin McElroy is the uh, at J underscore McElroy is the person running the bracket. And as I mentioned, we will signal boost on our Twitter. This has been another episode of Hoppy Net in Canada. In Victoria, I'm Dave. And I'm John. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.